Hello, and welcome to the You Never Forget Your First podcast. This is episode 11. I think we hope. And, oh, oh, the zombies are coming! Oh, 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 they got Louis. They got Louis, man! Don't do it. Uh... Sparrow's already a zombie. Oh no, Sparrow! Sparrow, don't do it, man! Don't, Sparrow don't, didn't make it. Take your hands off the beers, man! <laughs> <laughs> There is no Sparrow today. Um, Zombified. I'm Dom. I'm the host, I guess. Hi, Dom. You still guess that you're the host? I guess I am. <laughs> I'm joined by Benas. Hey, hey. Joined by Louis. Hello, hello. And uh, Sparrow. Sorry, <laughs> there. I'm so sorry, man. No, Sparrow's away for this one. So uh, this is this is like a... This is this hasn't been a setup yet. What is us, As in us three. Oh, right. Uh, we, yeah. Us three hasn't been a thing. Talk about it's experimental genres. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How is everyone? I'm missing Sparrow, but apart from that, I'm pretty good. Yeah, me exactly. too. Missing that puzzle piece in this place. We're doing this on the weekend before Halloween, which is uh, very fitting. Chosen quite a good one for this one, I think. It makes me think now, are we going to do Home Alone for Christmas? I don't think it's the first movie. Fair enough. Wait, are is we that the point th- of this podcast? We do... Oh! <laughs> oh. Sparrow, any words? <laughs> um, so yeah, heads are a bit sore giving a Halloween party last night. Yeah, but, yeah um, that's true. I'm actually, I'm okay, I think, actually. Oh yeah. I'm great. I'm, I'm compared to oh, hung- good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just all, just you. Compared to hunger, actually, hunger was it was rough. Hunger was <laughs> yeah. I, I was in a bad place in hunger. Well, this right, w- so that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the podcast tonight. Yeah. Has anyone been watching anything interesting? I have. Any, well, any we mo- all. I hope we all have. Any? Yeah. Um, any movies? Yeah. Joker twice. At least. Oh, oh, yeah, twice. you did see it twice. Yeah. yeah um, was that on purpose, or were you just sort of like double booked? Oh no, it was. I wanted. I dragged people there. <laughs> yeah, nice. No. Um, Come see this movie. Just fucking watch this fucking movie. Um, also watched El Camino, which is the break, oh yeah, the Breaking Bad, Bad thing, which I thought was unnecessary. It was fine, but like, it just felt like an, a longer episode. Also watched Lost Black Man in Francis San, San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, it's a very good film. That's uh, out of the cinema now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's currently yeah. in cinemas. It's playing at the cinema near me, so I'm gonna watch it. I think. Been kind of watching the oldies as well, like Psycho last night. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I have I have gem. Psycho on uh, on Blu-ray. Thanks to someone at this table. Nice. Do you? Well done. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> that, that went to your address. <laughs> no, no. Ben has got me the the moving in thing. The uh, the whole Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, nice. Blu-ray. It's pretty. How boss, many? Uh, how many are there? He didn't do like. He wasn't. He didn't do loads and loads, did he? Hitchcock. Hitchcock's done like over six sixty films, I think. What? Yeah, he started early. Yeah, but I mean, like the big classics. Oh well, no. You mean like his golden like, era? Like yeah, like Psycho, Rear Window, yeah, so those North were North like, Those were like fifties to sixties. That was his golden age. Right. Okay. Because he did a lot. I of think like, that's what the Blu-ray, the box set's based around. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, because it's like the oh, bumper t- pack, the summary. Did you guys watch anything? Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, so I, I saw. Jo- we. I think we both saw Joker, Joker. At different times. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Todd. Todd Phillips will do it on, on another app. Absolutely. Sparrow's, yeah. Sparrow's seen Joker as well. I went into the Joker feeling really nervous because I saw Dom just before. And I said that originally I was planning to see it by myself and then eventually, um, like just last minute, Abby decided to join me. Um, and his response to me saying I was going by myself is like, God, I'm so glad you're not going by yourself, man. <laughs> you would be you would be in pieces. It's really, really... And I just went into the auditorium completely shell-shocked by that news. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God. I think by yourself it would be quite an intense watch. Yeah, well, I it was an intense, intense watch intense anyway. at all. Really? Yeah. Like, 
But I it's not an intense movie at all. Not for me, no. I, I suppose it's like, because I remember you saying it was like a, a, a like a, a consistent, there was like that, that kind of anxiety building well, yeah, up. Yeah, like so much suspense. Yeah, yeah which I, I didn't feel as much, but I get why why it was there. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I, was, I, didn't I think the thing that freaked me out was, I remember when I was in the cinema, I just, I looked around and was like, is someone in here like, yeah, it's gonna mess things up. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I read about a, a cinema, an auditorium had to be um, evacuated because because some I guy. Just feel I this, don't think it. It's just scaremongering, really. It's like barely a fist fight breaks out, and everyone's like, "Oh, Joker made this fucking fight break out." No, it's bullshit. I did see that there was someone who wrote like, "Um, oh, Joker, Joker's gonna inspire loads of copycats." <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it was just like all the people who've gone to the stairs and are just dancing yeah. on it, like on Instagram. <laughs> Menace to society. <laughs> Get off those stairs. I can't climb these stairs anymore. Uh, <laughs> that was basically the point of the film, wasn't it? Just the stairs, the stairs yeah. scene. Oh God, he's gone over the edge. <laughs> um, so I saw that. I saw uh, Hustlers. Oh. The, the Jennifer Lopez. Uh, <laughs> Everyone yeah. was like, oh, okay. She, so yeah, we had a quick chat about it. Like she, she was brilliant. She, mm. she, she was great. Like she, she was so well cast. And as a stripper. Uh, yeah, she she's a she's a stripper and she's kind of and she's also kind of like a bit of a businesswoman and like she was really well cast. The film itself was a bit meandering sometimes. One of those movies that gets pace up and you're like into it and then it kind of slows down again and then you you're understanding that it's like slow and you're not quite in the story and then it builds up again. It was like because it's one of those movies. It's Is it a bit meant like, to be like a slow mm. builder? I doubt it. It's, I mean, it it's, felt a little bit like a microcosm of the same scene over and over, which was like from Ocean's Eight, where like they're mm. going to do someone over and then they do it, and yeah, then they're yeah. like, "Weren't we clever?" Yeah, yeah. But there, there are good bits in it, and the fact it's a true story is interesting. Mm. Okay. I finally saw Vice. Oh wow! And Jesus. that <laughs> yeah, I know. Saw it recently as well. I think because it's fairly recently been come free on uh, Amazon Prime, so yeah. it's uh, like they they flood them with like all these new big movies that oh, right. that scene in the middle when it, when the credits start, yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's like he ran three marathons, <laughs> so good. I love that. I love really? how long it goes for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like five minutes of credit. It's like he, didn't, he, like, he like made up with his wife and like everything was good. good. And, like, yeah, I really liked it. I di- I didn't think it was as good as the Big Short. I don't know. I was. Uh, I mean, I wasn't like yeah, disappointed by it. You learned a lot about it. Obviously, um, you know, like acting was great, kind of across the board. I don't know. I guess it didn't like. I don't know. It didn't. I guess the thing about the Big Short was did it like explain really complex things really really well. But Whereas like Margot Robbie a lot, in a drinking champagne, explaining bonds and shit. But do you think it's because you were far too removed from like two thousand one uh, Bush presidency? Because obviously you would have been whatever you. Whatever age it would have been, whereas forty-three, like 44. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Is much more closer to us. Yeah, possibly. I didn't know much about um, Cheney. Yeah, neither mm. did I. Um, so you did learn some really interesting kind of, I don't know, facets of history at that time. I feel bad talking about Vice when Sparrow isn't here because I know that he's that like, yeah, his yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, because he wants Ad- to do that as well. Yeah, Adam McKay, who did yeah, Anchorman, was his first movie. Yeah, right. so um, Burgundy, fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Bit yeah. of a random sidestep to go from Anchorman to it's like the Todd big Phillips short and with jo- Joker, isn't it? That's true. Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Road trip. Road, 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 road trip. Such a good road movie. Well, like they don't make them like those anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> Definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> That's for another part. I think that's why he's doing Joker now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need some different kind of films, guys. We're going to need some different films, people. (laughs) 
non-film but you know i like my sort of bbc sort of miniseries yeah. and um oh, yeah. there's a there's something called the capture that's out which is really interesting and actually probably quite interesting from a kind of film craft perspective it's basically about without giving anything away it's about kind of the doctoring of cctv and oh, like wow. what you can do basically by creating what seems to be real footage oh, like so kind of deep fakes yeah yeah is it? oh yeah. shit it's, it's, a, it's quite a modern thing then. yeah yeah it's but it's not futuristic though it's like um that sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's one really of the most interesting things about it is like, I suppose you think, you, obviously it's all dramatized, but you wonder to what extent that practice is going on because it doesn't seem fantastical. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, seem yeah, like yeah. impossible technology. Yeah. Um, Did they explain why all CCTV footage looks like it was shot on a toaster <laughs> from finally. 2004? <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Someone explains why every other camera in the world is HD except CCTV. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. So Ron Perlman in? Uh, yeah, yeah just he's just like yeah. He he plays this like dark the CIA kind of you no, know the toaster. The toast. He plays the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the CCTV camera four. Yeah, no good. And I think they're going to set it up for a second season. So of course they are. Something, oh, nice. to, something to keep an eye on. Actually, I should say um, I saw a couple of things at the BFI Film Festival. You which, should say that. Um, yeah, which uh, so I saw Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Christian Bale, Matt Damon. Epic. Yeah, James Mangold's like, really like him as a director. Yeah, and he was same. there, which was amazing. I didn't even know he was going to be there. And he came out and he's like a proper old... You know when someone's like super old school movie maker when they refer to it as like a picture? A picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This like, is a yeah, we're, we're this is a picture. picture. <laughs> Putting a picture together. It was a, it was a tough picture to put together. <laughs> <laughs> Making him sound like he was out of 1940. It really wasn't. <laughs> but that was that was great. Really cool to see Christian... I felt like it was this... You know the fighter, how Christian Bell and, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah, like that kind of... That two... That was like the same with Matt Damon. And there's such big actors, like to see them together like that. Yeah. It's quite cool. And not be a superhero film. It's actually just, I would say it's fun and refreshing to see Christian Bale in anything really because he doesn't do many projects. No, pretty picky about him. Is it a a new film? Yeah, yeah. I think it's coming out uh, because it ran at the festival. When is The Irishman coming out? Uh, November 27th if I'm correct <laughs> you got that oh, in your nice. diary <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a uh, 5pm yeah. East, Eastern time if you're on the other side of your Atlantic we're talking 5pm I'm, g- I'm going through a VPN so I should be able to hack it <laughs> good Dylan give me the download time <laughs> I got a guy I got a, I got a guy on the East Coast oh a friend of mine by the way saw the, the secret screening of um, Cut Gems Oh uh, yeah, so at BFI Film Festival was, there was a secret screening and yeah. that movie was Uncut Gems. Have you seen Good Time? She didn't really? like it. No, she didn't like it. Not at all. Good Time with Robert Pattinson is a low budget movie by the Safdie brothers, which was quite a big. Uh, it became quite a big film. It's on Netflix. It's a it's a great movie. And what? then Uncut Gems Good is time? their yeah. yeah Uncut Gems is their next film with Adam Sandler. <laughs> He's kind of in, in a in a breakout role, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's Breakout, is it? Breakout? I, I he, no, he's done, of, he's it, done serious roles before. Yeah, the Myrich stories. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Kidding. Definitely not Happy Gilmore. Are you sure? Um, I fucking love that movie. No, it's a great movie, but it's not a serious <laughs> role. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got that memo, though. <laughs> Who's he's... this mental with the crocodile? Who gets a crocodile where he eats his hand off, doesn't he? And then, like, he has a wooden hand. Mm-hmm. Isn't um, the same guy that is in Predator where he's like you know, with Schwarzenegger where he's like um, oh where they just zooms in on their biceps Carl Weathers isn't Carl Weathers oh maybe it is yeah I think it is that'd be quite funny I need to watch Happy Gilmore maybe that's a, a first movie <laughs> there's, um, um, so there's a I don't know if it's out yet but there's one I want to see which is um, uh, The Day Shall Come this guy Chris Morris 
British guy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote Four Lions. They shall come. What's yes, I, 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 heard I, uh, I heard a podcast about this. Yeah, and, and what I didn't realise is that he's the guy from, like, the IT crowd, and he's he's, he's quite a famous <laughs> kind of, with. like, comedy <laughs> TV actor, uh, Chris Morris, but he's also, he wrote uh, Four Lions. And, di- is, and directed it, right? And directed it, yeah. yeah. Um, so and, I, I saw the trailer for that and before Joker, yeah. and it made the movie look, so bad yeah like I was kind of like whoa oh, this looks this like film. a copy of Four Lions and it just doesn't look that interesting well and the then, reviews don't they sound that great but then I heard um, I heard Empire Magazine review it so no, they, no, they it, thought it was quite good so, um, yeah yeah it's a, it just sounds I, interesting as a theme it's it's all kind of based on reality apparently about I, like the yeah. FBI there's something about like the FBI basically make crimes happen to kind of basically draw out people who might be on the edge of committing a crime yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know I saw like, minority report that. shit there yeah, yeah. pre-crime Pre-crime, Tom Cruise, get in. Mm. Um, anyways, we're not here to talk about the films that we want to see, right? No, we're here to talk about pre-crime from Minority Report. <laughs> <laughs> so, buckle in. So buckle in, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, should we Should we do uh, Should we do who that quote? Who that should we, go, we should, yeah. Can you? Yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Okay, who's going up? Any For any new listeners, this is the game where we all have brought a quote from a poster um, from a film and we tell everyone the quote and we, we hope have to, to guess. guess it. Also, what for any the- new listeners, go back to the first episode and listen from the start. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 don't download Get Out because it's got a lot of downloads. Yeah, yeah. Get to, download get, the next one. Download the next one. Yeah, After, yeah, yeah. Start from number two. Obviously. Start from number two. All right. Quote: Who will survive, and what will be left of them? Evil Dead. No. But you're on the right lines. Uh, it's not Shaun of the Dead. Um, who will survive, and what will be left of them? Day of the Dead. Dawn no. of the Dead. Living of the Dead. <laughs> Night of the Living no, of the Dead. It's not of the Dead. Okay. Um, of the alive night of the living of the alive <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I feel like I've read the, it the part to well. focus on would be the uh, the second part like what will be left e- of them yeah yeah Robocop no Leftovers <laughs> Leftovers <laughs> The Warriors <laughs> no we need a, we need a decade <sighs> although I don't know actually if that's gonna nail horror horror's decade is it a horror gonna, by the way? It's, yeah it's a horror Ah, um, and theme. I think theme it's been indeed. made a few times, so the decade might be multiple. Hang on. So there is a '70s version, which I think is the original, and that's what I think this this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, uh, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Recently, I, so recently I went to this um, nice. all nighter of like six back to back horror movies. Oh yeah, and that's, where I, that's where I saw it. Yeah. yeah. You maybe well should have mentioned that in the bits we watched thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I saw 18 horror <laughs> in one night. And you're like, yeah, I saw Joker twice. And 18 horror films in one night. Yeah, it was like 720 minutes you, you of came horror. <laughs> you, 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 you did. You did, man. I blacked yeah. that out. Yeah. Spyro, any words? <laughs> Always a great input from Spyro. Spyro too, and he's just been a bit scarred. He <laughs> can't talk. Oh, great movies, though. Great laugh, though. Watching the Exorcist director's cut on 35 mil was great. That's cool. My quote is simple: "Killer looks." Killer, Killer looks. Carrie? Mm, no, don't no. Know. Don't know why I said that. Fair. <laughs> so it's like they, it's someone like gets killed like by look, by being looked at. It's like looks that kill. You kill. <laughs> you kill by look. You kill by looks. <laughs> I don't know. We need a. We need a uh, error. Uh, or or just a a clue. It was made in 2000. 2000. Eyes Wide Shut? No, but... Interesting. Tom mm, Cruise and Nicole Kidman getting on, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Looks good kill. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is it a horror film? Um, Thriller, yeah. 
dark satire com- uh, What's the, is there a film Fletcher where no, no, isn't there a film where he like um, takes people's eyes Mm-mm. it's not that I'm does not actually that. do that in Minority Report I'm just bringing it back <laughs> bringing it back <laughs> to Minority like Report creepers or something. Yeah. no no The Hills Have Eyes no The Hills Have Eyes too. <laughs> I see where you're going with this and it's still no The Hills Don't Have Eyes the prequel before they had eyes <laughs> The hills went to Specsavers. <laughs> <laughs> nope. None of that. All right, another clue. Yeah, um, another clue. Another clue would be uh, based on a book. That's pretty solid. Stephen King? The book? Or the Is it based on no, no, Stephen no, no, King? No, no, no. That doesn't narrow it down much, to be fair. Well, how do we not touch on the, sequ- the sequel to The Shining? And we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, right. That's true. What does it start with? First letter? Killer looks. Okay. What is the title? Oh, A. <laughs> A. A killer look? <laughs> it sounds like uh, some sort of makeup to the would the main actor or actress give it away yes absolutely big time okay supporting cast also because of oh year 2000 come on American Psycho yes oh, boom nice boom the only reason why I came up with that was because last night I was watching a true crime um, mine it's interesting you guys have gone horror mine well it's not interesting I mean it's, it's on it's understandable it's, yeah it's understandable mine isn't exactly horror but I mean it could be it, it, you're it, looking from the right angle or? maybe it's not it's, happy it's, Gilmore it, yeah god damn it <laughs> <laughs> that was viral oh, damn it <laughs> um, okay so, so the tagline is some call him bad they call him dad some call him bad some call him bad they call him dad Shall I give a uh, Shall I give a clue that will help narrow it down? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. but it might get immediately give it away. But whatever. Some call him bad. Uh, it's an animated movie. Oh, it's an animated movie, but it's a horror. They call it's not bad. horror. Um, but you could be in the right area if you're thinking about villains. So it's like a superhero film. Was it a manga? No, no. So it's like a mainstream. Yeah, definitely mainstream. Recent. Uh, there have been sequels of it that are probably recent yeah Despicable Me yes yeah. alright nice I'm nice. not a big animation guys at all would not go in that well done no no that was good wow that's the first one I've ever got uh, really I'm feeling a bit well up here <laughs> <laughs> <Spiraling> words <laughs> um, that's that's crazy I know well yeah, done, but there we go <laughs> cool well, that was fun <laughs> alright see you later <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of scarred that, after that one. That was quite a, that was quite a hard round. That was, that was, yeah. I think Sparrow is usually very good at these as well. Which yeah, that's true. It, really feeling that Sparrow hole today. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. The uh, yeah. The I think horror movies for me are quite. I know the the big ones, mm. but I don't know the kind of sub genre ones. And you're, I think you're, Banas, you're more into horror. Yeah, but you're, you're a big horror. Well, obviously, because you went to see like eighteen of them in a row. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've never really been into horror as as a genre generally. It obviously can be really good, but it wouldn't horror. it wouldn't be like my choice of genre to go and see. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, a couple of things. I know what you mean. I th- I feel like it's one of those genres that has like a resurgence when there's a really good yeah. horror movie. Like get like, out. Yeah, yeah then a yeah. bunch of them get made afterwards, and then it kind of dies off, and then yeah, there's a really good one. Fu- it's mm. terrible that they do that because it's like yeah. it dilutes the genre all over again. There is good horror out there, and it's still being made, but um, that's what you have. Festivals it, like Fright Fest and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So is it fair cool. to say that, like, as a genre, it attracts a lot of crap films more than other genres? <laughs> I thought you meant it attracts a Do lot you know of what I mean? It attracts a lot of the undead. <laughs> it's not the fact that it attracts uh, crap films, it's because they're cheap to make. So, yeah, exactly. in, indie makers can make them. So, having said that, not everyone can make a good film, right? So, 
because mm. it's mm-hmm. it's cheaper to make a horror film that's the route they go for yeah mm. I always yeah. notice that like you know if Paris Hilton or whoever just wants to be in a movie House of Wax House of movie Wax. baby <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah okay we should, act- we should actually mention Do- Doctor Sleep because that's oh, yeah, that's yeah. coming out um, soon isn't it and yeah that's the sequel to The Shining I with don't Hugh think I'll be watching in the cinema really yeah why not because it seems to be riding the coattails of the shining film not the book even mm. okay um, it looks what? like a vampire story which essentially the book is i hold the shining it pretty high up there yeah so yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna I be think... hard thing to follow what's the what's the premise is he like i don't actually know i've seen the, the premise connection is, to the hotel so, in some way kind of but basically what's uh, he and mcgregor doing there <laughs> tra- <laughs> following trace point two probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> following so, qui-gon jen yeah <laughs> Everything Obi Wan can open in the shit. Um, Just breaks into some. I think it's like, yeah, it's like the girl has a, has the shining thing, and then there's those vampires drain, um, like kill whoever has the shining to kind of draw on their power. Right, right. Yeah, that's kind of basically a vampire story, which already sounds dumb. Mm. How old's the shining? Is it eighties? Nineteen eighty. I think. Yeah. That yeah. Early. So yeah. like, there's a big thing right now of like sequels of kind of super old movies that are almost like 40 years old like Blade kind Runner of. Mm. yeah um, but, Shining yeah. yeah but nobody asked for the Shining sequel whereas Blade Runner was like everyone was like actually I did so <laughs> and here we are we have one person who asked for it <laughs> so and it he got you. it and he got it it was I mean, you it was Stephen you. King is having a resurgence anyway so like yeah. everything Stephen King is being made again yeah it's true because yeah. of it obviously um, should we go all the way back to the beginning all the way all the way back to the all beginning of the, way. the of Essentially, what kind of is the zombie genre a little bit, right? Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, film this week is Night of the Living Dead by George A. Romero, Ooh. 1968. Yeah, Romero himself is kind of synonymous with horror, even if you don't necessarily know horror movies. I yeah. think you kind of know his it's name. Grandpapa. Yeah, as being someone who's kind of influenced the genre. Mm. Um, and uh, Night of the Living Dead was his first movie. Mm. And I've never seen it, so I watched it. I've, I've <laughs> never seen, seen it for this pod have you seen it? <laughs> no, so I watched it for the first time, and uh, I was I was so struck when I watched it how many movies I could see right? watching it yeah. that were influenced by it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, um, almost replicating the structure as well. Yeah. The idea that you've got... Yeah. The idea that you open up with kind of people who've just been a little bit out of touch for the last few hours because they've been on a long drive in the wilderness and suddenly in that time, you know, like everything's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's, that's quite an opening of. Yeah, even in the first m- five minutes. Like, I've seen this so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it first. Yeah. Or like, like in 28 Days Later, where it goes into a coma and oh, it's yeah. him waking up. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same sort of thing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Of, you know, you come back into the real world and it's all. It's all gone to crap. Well, that's um, that's what, what horror is, though. It's a repetition of... Mostly, like, it's a repetition of some other film. A single yeah. structure. Yeah. So, Romero was, was I think, fair to say that he's kind of birthed the the, genre, the zombie genre as far mm. as... Yeah, it was a slow birth, but he did it. Yeah. Um, because movies, like, in the 50s and 40s before horror mm. seemed quite out there and mm. a bit, like... Well, kind in, of, in a sense, tame. I mean, Psycho came out in 1960, so that was eight yeah. years before, and that was considered to be the most terrifying movie. And that's it had a flushing toilet. I think that's quite. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's quite an exception. Psycho's quite an exception. I think a lot of movies around before were were quite kind of less rooted in the everyday and yeah. more kind of mm. I don't know extrapolated yeah, yeah. into faraway planets or like Outer spaceships. Space and yeah, like, yeah. Interestingly, though, the worlds and I was like reading that. about yeah. the whole you know definition of zombies thing and and. Um, 
one of the, the one of the reasons uh, he said he didn't want to use the word zombie in that movie mm. was because the concept of zombie already existed from like a Caribbean thing. Yeah, the Haitian thing. Yeah, I and, it's, that. and it's like a very different type of type of being to what you know we now call a zombie. Yeah, mm. he yeah. referred to them as ghouls. Or yeah, they, because they're or them things or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah, guess obviously things out there. horror them. horror was around, but somehow what you know this this kind of platform basically is sort of stuck. He, well, because it's so um, in a sense he kind of revitalized horror and modernized it. Mm. So it existed before, sure, but it wasn't as grotesque uh, as it, as he showed it because this was the film where he showed um, like gore, gore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, guts. Even though it was ham, I think he showed guts being eaten. Yeah, ham and, and chocolate sauce. I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds sickening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently the extras were quite nauseous when they were doing it, and he was Don't like, "Good, <laughs> like it's but we good want that you more of like that. that. More of that." I saw on Amazon they've got a color version, like a remastered color uh, yeah, version. Yeah, I do recolored. not want to see that when yeah. they're like eating the flesh. Well, is it remastered or is it the remake '83? No, no, been, no, no. There was remastered. a recolored version of of the original. Um, so uh not with chocolate sauce though from my from me, my point of view i thought this was like super ahead of its time mm. yeah 68 for, yeah for, for sure for a film yeah. in, in so many ways filmmaking uh social commentary like so much other stuff but uh i was just pretty blown away to watch something from 1968 that felt like it was like we were saying earlier it was so influenced like modern movies but also it, it itself must have been so mm. ahead because I heard when it came out that it was it only picked up like a year on like a year after everyone started paying attention to it mm. yeah and it was kind of criticised when it came out yeah I think Paramount wanted to release distribute it but yeah. they were like oh it's uh, black and white and colour came <coughs> it came into TV sets now so they're like it's black and white movies aren't going to do well in the theatres mm. because everyone wants now colour so then they dropped it and I think it was like a year on that it actually started catching on mm. so yeah I think the thing that dates it the most is probably the gender roles, right? You've got these kind of yeah, weirdly. two useless women, basically, who are written yeah. in as just like absolutely, um, yeah, you know, they, yeah, absolutely. For a film that's so progressive in other areas, it was very. <laughs> they cause all the problems, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the guys are just like, right, you need to calm down. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're getting yeah, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, um, he, he smacked her and she passed out, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. We'll come on to that. That but was also, an odd, he doesn't that was knock an her out. He, he hits her. She's fine, and then she faints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a completely okay. Um, yeah, very sixties. Because I didn't, I didn't actually know much about Romero other than I knew he was like related to zombies and horror. You know, he's half Lithuanian. I do, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. um, but uh. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> weird to say that without any other context. context well, I'm Lithuanian. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's so Bulgarian. <laughs> no one here is Bulgarian. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. All right. Yeah. Apparently, he was kind of influenced by this tales of Ho- the tales of Hoffman, like opera. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Film, and uh, I heard in this interview that the only other person who was influenced, who who rented the same film, was Martin Scorsese. Well, mm. it's cinema. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, like he, every time he went to go rent it, it was out because yeah, Scorsese. Scorsese yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like going around his house, like in my tales of the Hoffman back. Get the late fees. Um, but. Uh, I haven't seen that, but I watched the trailer for it. And mm. it's so interesting how um, Scorsese obviously took... They were both inspired by it, but Scorsese took, a, I think, a more kind of like gravitas, kind of true cinema 
experience out of it mm. and yeah. i think romero just took like the expert like the kind of permission to experiment mm. out of it yeah the kind of diy aspects of that yeah. film right because it's an opera but it's quite it, it from the trailer low budget, lo- low budget opera. yeah yeah it looks kind of amazing visually from what i saw mm. um i don't know if it's whether it was the because uh, i haven't seen tales of hoffman either but i don't know if it was the opera inspiration or if it's uh maybe even something from kind of silent movie era but because huge chunks of of night of the living dead are sort of without dialogue right and it relies so heavily on sort of like string music to kind of you know build up suspense and create kind of frightening kind of moments big yeah, kind of climaxes yeah. um yeah it's really like the the, the music is key to it i think opera uh, has kind of has that yeah it could be the opera influence that or it could be sort of silent movie era stuff as well um weirdly um that film shares a lot of score with like the lone ranger and shit because um they they took it from like a public um capital records uh, public records um right so like anyone f- can yeah yeah for, right. so they paid like 1500 uh for the entire music for it and and so night of living dead shares score with scores with lone ranger which is yeah i did far read from that it. yeah yeah there's an odd copyright thing around this whole movie yeah that also one, of, one mm. bit of that what was the other copyright issue so yeah it's quite odd because so when um when Romero uh, wrote it, it was Night of the um, Flesh Eaters. Night of the Flesh Eaters, yeah. and then that title got changed by the distributor when it was bought, which, in a, this odd series of events, like made the film not have any copyright because the title because it's technically changed. for a different film. Yeah. Mm. So like as of now, you can download the movie. Like you can watch it on Amazon, but it's free. But you can download it for free from anywhere. Like no copyright. Really? Apparently, he didn't really see much money from it because of that. Because it was just called something else. Well, they, yeah, they changed the title and then they the the copyright for it. it. Just so it's like public domain. The film. Yeah. It's Which, kind of odd. <laughs> it is <laughs> considering like, it's like such a classic cult film and signed away the rights to his fucking legacy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I mean, in a way, that's kind of I don't know if it was up to indie filmmakers. Like they, I mean, obviously they want their want to make money from their movies, but yeah, being able for everyone to see it. Yeah, but he. Be, yeah, true. He made a bunch of dead series. Right. Yeah, maybe no, that's why he needed to make money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> claim it all back. Didn't get paid for the first. Yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was reading that uh, Romero uh, wrote um, reading "I'm Legend," mm. which we all know is that Will Smith movie where he's stuck in New York. But actually, is with a dog is an old novel, right? Yeah, yeah. it's based on. Um, I did read a thing where he was like, "Yeah, I just kind of basically copied I'm Legend." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah, you might not want to be announcing that publicly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can see the similarities of like people. Yeah, obviously the vampires thing in, in I'm Legend. I think they're vampires. Um, um, yeah, kind of virus people. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Not exactly the same as his zom- as his uh, ghouls, mm. but you can see the kind of similarities of like being isolated. You don't know quite know what's going on. You know that you're human and everyone else isn't, but you're having to just survive in your like physical environment around you. Isn't the fire thing? was literally the same as I Am Legend so like in in Night of the Living Dead mm. they were afraid not afraid of the fire or whatever but yeah they seem to be like afraid re- of it yeah <laughs> well yeah you could say that yeah um, and then it's the same thing with I Am Legend I think mm. so I think that's a oh dr- yeah it is, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I just remember when his dog dies in I Am Legend it's just that's another trope sad. that's just really um, that you see in ev- absolutely everything about like living versus dead it's with fire that seems to be the, well, the answer fire is man's greatest adventure well it? and it, I guess it's a symbol <laughs> of life right warmth light yeah. all those things like, yeah yeah 
So yeah, getting very philosophical here. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the living philosophers over here. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It, one one of the things I, I, that got me thinking is when you think about this film as the beginning of the, what, five films that that, that uh, came in the whole series, mm. and also the fact that it started a trope of a zombie of an yeah. after yeah. You know, afterlife kind of you know being that has stuck. What is it about it that was so tenuous? Which other kind of forms of zombie or or monster or whatever probably yeah. haven't been? And I don't know. I guess that like, it, it, is it the cannibal aspect or is it just the, literally the idea of recently dead people being alive? Yeah, it's interesting. Out of all the firsts we've done, I'm quite like this Night of the Living Dead literally led on to five other films that had a very similar mm. like Dawn of the Dead. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 it were really similar titles mm. than like that genre. But it's amazing how this first film has kind of he's ridden his whole career yeah kind and of many other it. careers like way beyond just just that those five films yeah right? yeah he's it seems he seems to have directed a lot of other stuff but it's just um i don't know i don't think we've come across a movie like that yet mm. where someone has well kind of taken the ideas of that first film mm. and just extrapolated it across so many other movies for so long i think until like the last dead movie was like late 2003 2009 it was I think, yeah, 2009. I think it was 2008 2009 when, yeah. when, basically when did Zack Snyder's version come out well that was a remake of <coughs> Dawn of the Dead wasn't it 2004 still, still gave him a career yeah 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 so. Yeah, written by James Gunn weird very weird yeah <laughs> anyways back to it what did you guys think of Night of the Living Dead <laughs> having I know you've you, you've seen it already yeah. Uh, yeah. you'd never seen it Louis yeah I found it I found it really interesting because I'm watching it having seen you know films that were inspired by it before so kind of like going back to the original and noticing some of the tropes that you see over and over uh, were quite interesting i think you know there are some things that like i said that date it quite a lot i think the main thing is the gender roles thing which which just it, it's not so much i mean like take the politics of it away for a second because you've got to see films within their time it also just kind of becomes a bit of kind of like lazy script writing mm. when you've got the kind of like the the all kind of capable sort of like rational thinking kind of male with the the woman who's just sort of like fainting in the corner (laughs) (laughs) i got a bit like yawny at that sometimes but the thing well the thing that came back to me most about what was interesting about the film was like a lot of other zombie type things it's like the creatures themselves that are terrifying so like 28 days later great film um the scary they're really really fucking scary things yeah. they like run after yeah, you they're, they're like fast, tear yeah. you apart they're really strong with these things it's like they're really not that kind of like, <laughs> it's just when, like you, when you from, from well, the yeah, when, when you yeah, see yeah. them at the end just kind of like walking through going yeah. <laughs> and they're just yeah, like yeah. happily just shooting them all down yeah but what that means is that i think the film actually is less about the 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 relationship between the humans and the zombies it's more about the dynamics of the people right yeah absolutely so, an event like that what does it do on a group of people whether it's like the people inside the house or even like i guess the big ending of like you know humanity at large where they don't even look for survivors they just shoot everyone that's in there yeah 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 Um, like a quarantine zone so it was actually quite a you know and i think that's what his his intention with the film was was to make it more about the The relationships between the people yeah Yeah, because that's where the real horror is yeah and i respect that i think that makes it an interesting film yeah Benas, what do you think? Um, I yeah. rewatched it after Have 10 re- years. Yeah, something like that, give or take. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that, yeah. How old were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were two when you were like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first horror movie was Nightmare on Elm followed shortly followed by this one. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it is. For like, um, it is a 68 effort, right? So it's not. Mm. So watching it in obviously 2019, it would shape. It you can't it, you immediately look at it differently, 
due to just yeah. the environment you're kind of raised in so yeah. instantly those uh even those political kind of themes do rise up more than let's say they did 10 years ago or even in 68 yeah um especially with ramirez work with for example this he said it a lot of times a lot of people say that it's uh oh he tried to do some social commentary with with racism and stuff like that yeah. where, whereas literally all well, they didn't write it with any race in mind did no, they? no yeah no, they no, just no, wrote no. it, yeah, it, just wrote like, it as he, a the guy was the lorry best. driver or something was yeah. it or truck driver yeah. yeah um so i find that fascinating that romario has said that he they wrote the part uh, and then they cast Dwayne Dwayne Jones, mm-hmm. and then and then obviously they made the film, and then as time's gone on, people have read into yeah those like police brutality as well because obviously the way they end, it ends Cause, yeah because shortly yeah. after it came out, I think Martin Luther King was two months sense. two months after yeah and, and Malcolm X or two as well before. so it's, it, but it's, he's always he's always said I I didn't cast anyone I yeah. casted the best actor for the role yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's it's so I just find that fascinating that even the guy who's birthed this genre and has mm-hmm. made what is what is a great first movie to have not even seen that, that connection, connection. And, and and ultimately like uh, from what I understand about Dawn of the Dead which is kind of common on like capitalism and yeah. Yeah, yeah. malls and stuff that social commentary like without uh, you kind of wonder how different the film would be with a different lead actor yeah sure and how uh, would it be as a remembered as yeah interesting yeah as, uh, as, it, as it has been but I suppose you know films don't necessarily or, or any works of art don't necessarily have to be intended by their creators to be like a commentary on something yeah. for it still to be a commentary on something. Do you mean like it, yeah, yeah. It generally takes life attach. of its own after, anyways. Yeah, like people attach yeah, significance yeah. to things, don't they? But so, I wonder is that why it's still so relevant? I remember when we talked about that we were going to do this episode. You were saying like it's even more, it's even as relevant now. Yeah, than it was in 1968. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It, it's just like I said, it's, it depends on what kind of vacuum you watch this film. So it's it's all shaped like that. But also, just from filmmaking standpoint, um, the script. Uh, I read the script and it's very hard to read. <laughs> no, it's just like it's written by zombies yeah it's like, but it's just like because it's all of those lines scripted where they're just kind of going Arr. I heard it they, there was a lot of ad-libbing and a lot of changing the script on set and stuff yeah there so was, there was, was. What, what did you read the, the, the kind of shooting script or um, no I think it was the development script it wasn't the shooting script mm. um, so yeah a couple of lines were Im- improvised and stuff or said differently so no big changes or anything mm. but um, the way it's written so it's uh, Ma- massive blocks of text so it's almost like a novel right where, because it's because it's silent a lot of it yeah right? so yeah. it's a lot of action there mm. where it's actually not a lot of action Stage does action. actually happen yeah um yeah so direction um and so it's weird obviously he made this film so he wrote it and stuff so it's fine for him to do such like blocky text and stuff mm. but in script writing that's that's pretty much a no-no to not like have to not have so much black on the page yeah, 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 yeah. so it was interesting to, well I, I kind of like that honestly though I kind of like how this movie like it's really interesting hearing that because I think for the time and also even watching it now I felt like the camera moves some of the editing was a little bit Shoddy. off but the cam- some of the camera moves and the way that the, it was kind of joined together in certain ways was quite experimental mm. and felt quite fresh and ahead of the time yeah, but yeah. even hearing that about the script that it was kind yeah. of the opposite of what a normal script it's should like, be is quite interesting It's mm. it was clear that he wanted to he's going to make this himself and he's not going to give it to somebody else Yeah, from writing it that way it's much like Tarantino if you read Tarantino's scripts they're, they're also like they have massive camera directions there mm. so it, you'd give that to somebody else they'd, yeah they'd be like oh yeah, Kubrick rewrite it because they know yeah. in their heads what they wanted to look exactly. like Kubrick yeah. was so against camera moves in scripts wasn't he he he, he was against yeah. any direction in a script it was all the script should just be 
the story the story yeah. not necessarily yeah, yeah. how it translates why just to give you the freedom to, to change it yeah because it changes Maybe, it yeah. changes on a day anyways a lot yeah. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you get too bo- too drilled down, maybe Into, I like, mean, everyone has a different box. style, I guess. Yeah. Some people probably would find that hell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll, we'll be alright on the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll wing it. Yeah, we'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do Do you think that's relevant to the fact that it was such a small budget? Yeah, it was one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars, right? I read yeah. even less. I read one hundred and fourteen, but maybe maybe that was. Just I mean, even thing. yeah, even if it was one hundred thousand dollars for that, for that's that yeah. yeah, it's pretty small. Considering yeah. that, like, that was what, what's that in today's money? A couple of mil. You carry on. I'm <laughs> gonna go. Mil. I'm gonna go on my inflation um, calculator. <laughs> one thing that I was uh, I was interested in on the budget was that they the um, so John Russo co-wrote this with yeah yeah yeah, yeah and. Uh, and then there was another producer who's kind of had a career after this and they were talking about how they just didn't have the money for um for what horror movies of that time had which was like big gothic mansion yeah um, yeah you know like spaceships or whatever it was like sets as well yeah so they were just like we've got to set this away from civilization like in a graveyard farmhouse farmhouse um and i think as we've talked on many other firsts before, like that kind of thinking at the time, I think they probably would have seen that as like a limitation. Like really, they would have been like, oh, we, we would... We well, want... we can't do this, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. actually like as it goes on, like, you know, that stuff bleeds into the story and just makes it more everyday, which makes it more scary and probably made it more scary at the time. And it's literally after that, kind of those big gothic type of movies almost went away uh, until Crimson Peak by, by Guillermo del Toro came out yeah. back in 2015 or maybe um, that was the the, re- the most recent gothic like it took a while for them to come back again because yeah, yeah, yeah. then after uh, all the horrors after that were saying like cheap motels or cheap houses or whatever the fuck yeah. um, so like sometimes in one, in one room uh, for example would be like, yeah I felt like this could have been a play yeah, yeah. Honestly. it's a sing- it's like basically 90% one location yeah. yeah oh yeah but did you find out yeah about a million yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty small for yeah, it. Let's throw away money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think because I'm always, you know me, I'm always one for like, let's make it a play if we can. But I, but yeah. I think it's the thing. It's a great set, but it really depends on the right camera angles to make to build that suspense. Like, yeah. there's so much kind of all oh, what's behind. It's like the of... the horrors that are going on in between the people in the house yeah. are only relevant when you can experience the outside yeah, yeah. a little like bit. Yeah. Like that focus see... on the cellar door. You well, know. Also. The, yeah. Yeah. Like that. The that way you were shot. Was just... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go in the cellar. You can join me. You can stay out here. What do you want? Oh, he got smacked around after, didn't he? Yeah, I did read as well. Um, apparently, the house was gonna be demolished. Mm. So the guy that owned the house was like, "Do you can do what you want to it." I love that. Um, but the one thing they did do, which was like the opposite of destroying the house that was in the film, was they they cleaned the kitchen up because <laughs> they needed somewhere to just. Have people to eat who are on the on the film? Oh really? And oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They kind of and they kind of thought like maybe the kitchen would be like a cleaner room than the living room or something. But like it's interesting that the fact that the house is kind of a bit of a shithole is never really yeah yeah addressed. addressed. Nor you addressed. just kind of think you yeah, just think yeah. like it's a normal house. You just think for sixties. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And the black and white doesn't draw any attention to like. <clears throat> Yeah, and how convenient that there's like a, a petrol pump outside just in, yeah. in someone's back garden. Was that a thing at the time? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That whole scene went really well. <laughs> they were trying to fill the car. I was like, what? Do you know how to fill a car? Why are you pouring petrol a... on your truck? Yeah, yeah. 
was like, this is the scariest thing in the whole film, uh, but you don't know how to use that. <laughs> he jumps in the car, tries to drive away. That guy. So, so we should talk about the other cast, actually. So bad. Um, so you got, oh, yeah, yeah. You got Ben, Dwayne Jones, and yeah. then um, you've got the family in the cellar, mm. the little girl, which is like the sub, sub, almost like a sub story. Mm. Well, when you watch it, like, because obviously you see that she's sick, right? You're Instantly you're thinking, she's a zombie. Yeah, and then mm. it's funny, like but now in films, how, yeah, they're exactly. like now in films, like oh, she's been fucking killed right away. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah, back she, then, like, yeah, back then they're like let her rest. She's burning up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird. It's how like that because we've seen it so many times, yeah, yeah. And we're just, like, we just know exactly what bitch. to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in a house with you, man. <laughs> you know, actually, the film. Really, one of the things that really reminded me of was um. Uh, that Netflix film with the with the blindfolds and what's it called the birdcage bird box bird box, bird box yeah box bird? and the bird box yeah the internal dynamics of that were like exactly the same so um the what's his name that old uh, uh, the guy French. I didn't watch bird box so I, don't know. I know who you mean you know who I mean yeah. uh, Canadian French guy from Montreal um, yeah. John Malkovich yes basically plays Canadian that French. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically plays that guy who's um, who's just like against everyone <laughs> the seller guy because he's like you're telling it wrong you've got the wrong idea yeah. we're all gonna die that dude was so adamant that the seller was the, the place best. to be yeah. and like I he felt, was right though <laughs> I kind of liked the casting of the younger guy and the girlfriend and how the younger guy just was quite an agreeable like wanted everyone to just get on yeah. anyone notice how that young guy looked a bit like Joaquin Phoenix yeah, a little bit. I was like, like when he was young, when yeah, he was yeah, younger. like when he was yeah. pudgy. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Joker yeah, yeah, yeah. as a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <maybe. laughs> can't, can't fucking pump with But yeah, um, that is true. Actually, even though he was a dick, he was right. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. was definitely the same. As Talking of cast and stuff and characters, though, I, the whole thing at the start with the brother and sister and him like messing around. They're coming to get you. Yeah, kind of a bit Ooh. odd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, I didn't get that. Brother I, did, yeah, I did not get they were brother and sister for a while. Like, you guys are weird. <laughs> but they, they did have a conversation about putting flour on dad's grave and stuff. So yeah, but no, I thought I it was like that. his dad, because she never said my dad. My, our like, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah our yeah. dad, right. But yeah. I quite liked how he just, he, he kind of died. But he, he hit his head and then you were like, and then you realised it was zombie stuff. Mm. But then I loved how you followed her yeah. and you were like, okay, so she's the main character. Yeah, yeah. And then Dwayne Jones just comes in yeah, and suddenly yeah. now he's the main character. I, I, that must have been he's quite... That must have been quite odd yeah, for audiences yeah, yeah. in 68 to have seen that. For sure. That kind to of bring in a secondary character who then takes over the plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just the fact that like she's a, she was, she's a female, right? Because horrors essentially have painted the way for... for female-led films mm. whether, right, yeah. whether you agree with it or not for example The Birds right yeah so that's Hitchcock. Not, yeah exactly that was yeah. the yeah. 70s maybe but this is it like yeah the, the women in this film are basically just used to be useless like that's yeah that's it's kind of cut out really because she kind of yeah. she brings the narrative from the graveyard to the house yeah. Yeah. but yeah. purely out of like I do not know what's going on I need to get out of here I guess you need I guess like on a, on a tight budget you still need to get the idea that it's at scale like a few different people have had you know by bringing a few yeah. different people together you sort of sense that it's a, a wider thing when she like crashed the car why Why did she oh, crash yeah. the oh, car I read about that so yeah, the, the, apparently when they were filming um, someone <laughs> lost the keys no no someone like accidentally I think kicked something or like lent like Dented. someone rugby tackled someone else and into the car and it and made a dent oh, but they so they had, had to change the script and the script was meant to be that the car goes down the road and sh- as she drives off to the house I think yeah, yeah. but then he had to rewrite it on set that it goes into that tree 
Uh, Which is why yeah, it's so yeah. odd that scene that ex- when it's like, why did you crash? Why did you? Yeah, she yeah, just yeah. puts it what like <laughs> whatever gear or whatever. And she just like rolls down Roll, the hill, she's in yeah. Detroit, straight yeah. into a fucking tree. Which it's like yeah. the weirdest scene, but it just kind of reminded me of those things that especially well, and they happen on any film set, but indie film sets especially. Yeah, it's like yeah. something goes wrong that you didn't expect. <laughs> We're gonna work with it. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, but then in a way, I think it was better that she got out of the car and was running. It felt more. I yeah, don't know classic just, horror yeah, really yeah, that kind sure. of thing where, where like nothing goes right when you need it to and you just yeah. have to like he's not there I just yeah, fucked yeah. up a car into a train well, one question no, I was going to say go, one yeah. question I had about the graveyard bit they was you know how he's like they're coming to get you yeah. <laughs> what he's like kidding around <laughs> well I, yeah. I genuinely thought like well if someone did that to me now I'd think zombies but if this is the first zombie film what's, what does he mean true <laughs> does he mean oh, ghosts does yeah. he mean ghosts does he mean well no the thing he doesn't actually specify does he well look that you also, if you I, remade this movie, he, Dom Hall Geeson looks yes, so much like him. So much. You would totally <laughs> yeah. recast him. He's the one. But a bit yeah. of a shit casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get two minutes of screen yeah, time. You're the guy that goes and just says that zombies are going to kill you and then and you get, get killed. killed. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just a fear of like, well, with Romero's films, basically, they're all kind of, obviously, with zombies, they're linked to death. Big theme is death. So, for example, yeah. um, the whole thing about they're coming to get you is about obviously someone just rising up from the grave you don't need to know of zombies back then you just yeah. knew that somebody you know someone dead rises up is not a good yeah. thing just yeah. it hasn't I suppose character. there had been movies with zom- zombies mm. in before, before but, but also he probably didn't give him direction to say that word mm. yes. no. so he, it probably so kind of less clear or something. Uh, yeah. but so for example death things. death again is uh, so in the cellar so that girl the one that was bitten right mm. she starts to eat her dad basically yeah. So and it's another um, bit on death where it's like your your children will eventually replace you by literally eating you. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, fair enough. I I think that your point of like graveyard to seller. Okay. Great. Yeah. Exactly. Watch yeah. out, mum. It, it's just another theme of death in his work. Besides of, of the other zombies. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Picks um, up. It's just another theme, basically. I think. I, I don't know for sure, but I just what I took just what I took away from it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. to pull to pull that out. I think uh, uh, the thing that kind of slightly grated me in the graveyard was maybe it's being a, a watcher in 2019 was it was just so obvious that yeah. other guy in the graveyard was a, a zombie. Yeah, and it uh, would yeah, have been but, nice if he the way it was shot that mm. it didn't seem like I just, you could tell what was going to happen in the script. It was it was like it was the same like yeah oh, really yeah it's, it says there's a in the, in the like in the background there's a uh, there's a kind of figure there's mm. a figure approaching yeah 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 i really like that as well though as in i didn't i didn't like the way it was done but i liked that he was far away yeah because yeah. i feel like a lot of horror movies of that time weren't necessarily like yeah they weren't kind of like zombies that were flesh eating come to get you they were more like mysterious scary things yeah like a figure in a door because like really a shadow like noir movies shared that thing with yeah. horror and essentially, he looks like an old guy in in, in the in the graveyard at first, right? So, because that that's what needed to be done. Yeah. Because they thought they were all alone. Yeah. Right. So, and when she, so when he's like, uh, when Dumbledore Gleason <laughs> lookalike character <laughs> says like, "Oh, here's one Shout right now. I'm 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 legging it, whatever." And so she kind of um um kind of straightens, straightens herself out, and she kind of looks embarrassed at the zombie. Yeah. And then yeah. she walks past him he needed to be there kind of slow that she wasn't suspecting because yeah. that's what kind of drove the narrative in a way also my worst takeaway from that was that he kind of just bumped his head really ever so slightly on yeah. that fucking thing and just, yeah. that's it that's him done but, but I guess the idea would be that he didn't die but he kind of got knocked out and then he gets torn to shreds by, by zombies. zombies 
I think that but, that bit of the film suffered from like we haven't got a lot of money and someone yeah, hit their head yeah. on a gravestone. And we yeah. just get to the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get to the house. Where get the to money the house. is. Yeah. Anyone pick up on the, the the weirdest explanation for the zombies uprising, like that radiation from Venus? Yeah, yeah. I did. It was which, never quite explained once it was mentioned. But that contextualizes yeah. it a lot. I think. Yeah. Just all of that stuff in the back stuff the military running in the background. I loved all that. Yeah. I felt like it was a bit of a comment on the incompetent. You know, in like earlier. Yeah. I, I, I did a bit of like 1950s horror movies at uni and there was this thing about like there's this thing about like the incompetent military mm. who don't really know what to do with like a threat so they just like bomb it <laughs> or they like well yeah, there's the general yeah. that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be like Godzilla uh, army yeah. yeah or like on TV is trying to be like situations <coughs> under control and like actually nothing is, is under yeah. control so it's well, kind of interesting to see that on the TV and then hear it on the mm. sorry on the on the radio yeah, yeah. oh they had a TV and a radio yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I know, know, the, it out in that house. The the space travel thing is because I guess it, it this is a time when you know men hasn't been on the moon yet, but yeah, so NASA like was spending a huge amount of G- yeah. GDP on that's, that's interesting. Yeah, the that's, budget was, it was being the next spent year, on, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 on on space travel, and obviously the argument for that is well rehearsed, and we all know it's like you know exploration and military you know consequences, all of that stuff. But in 1968, you've got you know riots in the streets because of you know public spending not being necessarily on the right things so mm. you know you've got society's yeah. ills being exacerbated because arguably you're spending so much on space travel mm. and i guess there's like a comment there of i thought that's interesting I didn't priorities think in that. the wrong place yeah yeah and like to our doom you know i thought that so with obviously with radiation from venus spaceship or whatever it, this is still not even 20 years after uh, they dropped uh, bombs on Hiroshima which was radioactive mm. right yeah so they uh, radioactivity was still new and it's still very scary yeah, it's in the public consciousness yeah, right? yeah very much at the forefront and then you have zombies which kind of signify a revolution of the people mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so that's this kind of uprising but this is what I mean it's like so interesting it's, we're, yeah, pu- it's we're pulling out these like social things yeah. and from what I can understand I just Marrera was like Hey, eat some ham. Yeah. <laughs> eat some chocolate eat some, and some, eat some fucking ham. ham. I feel like that's a common thing, though. You always hear directors of like TV shows or, or even writers of books who are sort of like, I did not intend that. Gone. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, people, when you're smoking. It's like that get out thing where he yeah. reads the, the Reddit threads. I never thought of that, that, but that was interesting. But, that was but that's the whole yeah. idea of like reading against the author, isn't it? It's like a, a, an artist will pick up on various sort of maybe intangible things in society and then that yeah. might go into a, a, a piece of work there's yeah, just so much going here that it feels like Romero must have known something, have something. Yeah. He, he couldn't have been that oblivious for no and the, even at the end when the helicopter comes in there's this shot from the helicopter mm. of the long grass yeah, and yeah. the like zombies the moving to the house yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like Vietnam obviously yeah, exactly. Nam, Nam was a big thing mm. at the time so um, yeah and obviously, like the black and white military footage, the news footage, like all of that kind of reflected the times. Mm. Yeah, and the whole thing of like, um, so media kind of, well, this is fake news before fake news was fake a thing, news. right? Because they were like, oh, because they didn't know what was going on. So they kept listening to radio and watching TV and they still didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So it was like a media manipulation type thing. Because uh, when they watched the news, they like the Washington thing scenes, right? They're like, oh, we think it's bu- like a uh, thing oh, f- from space. But yeah. then the general's like, no, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like this whole who do you trust in this kind of case? Just yeah. That whole thing. So this and was, I suppose there's also the irony of yeah. the, the the voice of comfort throughout the film yeah. was the guy that ends up shooting the main character. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. And there's a, there's that irony of thinking like that was the, that was his one sort of like saviour. 
that might that might come and actually like you know rescue him yeah, and end up like, being the one yeah, that killed nah. him. Yeah, just aim straight for the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think about the whole kind of cellar versus upstairs <laughs> chat? chat that was I think I, I think I was on the the guy on um, Dwayne's side. Like, yeah. I thought I would I would want to be upstairs so that I could see what was going on. Yeah, I, I was. I think I was firmly in his camp. I did kind of wonder what was going to happen between these guys, like if they were going to be forced into the cellar. Mm. Well, and then he was there was this kind of admitted lightness that actually it was a good idea yeah they just it's that thing isn't it they spent so much time arguing yeah and yeah. not doing what they should have been doing which was just yeah. being which they did end up being in the house because bull guy was chucking those molotov cocktails down oh, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the zombies here's one the, here's one theory about that right which i know i know it could have been a black man or a white man who ended up playing that but but a theory may be about why um it would make sense for the black guy to be wanting to be upstairs which would be like the the classic white man if you like in inverted quotes who who wants to be in the cellar wants to be in the cellar because he just knows that like the government will save him mm. like he thinks like i just need to hide away i don't need to break out i don't need to do anything oh like as long as i sort yeah. of like just stay safe yeah then at some point the police will come and they'll rescue me and yeah. that's quite sort of like white man way of thinking in the 60s whereas the black guy realizes that if he's going to be safe he needs to like save himself so yeah. yeah he has to be upstairs he needs to fight his way out and he needs to like get somewhere do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a kind of like, whether or not it's just necessarily all racial, but there's a kind of like difference in attitude there between like just survive versus fight, for it. fight your way out. Yeah. 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 So yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I watching that, I was like, seller makes sense, but it, it should be kept as a last resource, which eventually it was, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was kind Maybe of think of Shaun of the Dead when they're in the pub and then yeah, yeah, yeah. into this, they're into the, uh, into the yeah, exactly. The cellar. Which, I'm yeah. sure they took a lot of Shaun of the Dead stuff out of this. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really the influence, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even when she gets eaten <laughs> and she gets pulled out, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's like the scene yeah. when um when the great, Harry great movie though makes me want to watch it again actually. Yeah, well, we can do it on an It's the first movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Spaced. I mean, Fistful of Fingers was his first film, maybe. Spaced to TV, isn't it? Yeah. It's TV, though. Anyway. anyway um, <laughs> coming, but, up uh, next. <laughs> coming up next. Coming up next. Even things like camera techniques, noir lighting. A lot lighting, of Dutch angles, though. A lot of Dutch angles. What's um, a Dutch angle? It's when you're like... <laughs> so for all the <laughs> listeners. Um, it's when you tilt it like uh, 30 or whatever degrees. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of is meant to give a sense of unease or something. Um, They're not really used that much today. Like if they're used, they're used by like Michael Bay. Mm. And I'm not sure it's for that reason of uneasiness. It's just kind of because it's cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very commercial kind of. But like Mm. uh, some of the noir lighting, I thought, I think it was quite a noir lit movie. Mm. Like even in the house. Like just things when he was like looking out of the... um, like the windows and you had like the blinds on him but even when in the kitchen it was like very light very brightly lit and then the cellar was very dark and it kind of felt like that impending mm. doom and that like dread that was coming slowly and blood comes off as like really thick black yeah right. yeah, yeah yeah well yeah there you go it is quite why it'd probably be interesting to watch it in colour and sort of see how, yeah. they, how they added the zombie it. at the top of the stairs apparently Romero which I thought looked quite I don't think it was a zombie. I think it was just a dead... Oh, the dead person, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. It was I'm just made out of legit. a ping pong ball, the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Romero like made that whole... He made. Li- he was literally the one that designed that whole thing and made it. It was quite budget and, how like yeah. you, you basically see that twice and it's like, oh my God, it's horrific. And yeah. then when he starts moving her body, you see her face and it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, come on. I was like, come on, guys. 
just hid in her face. But yeah, I loved how resourceful uh, Ben was. It was awesome because he was really smart because he was like, he was literally like trial and error. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try this. Yep, they yeah. like that. Yep, no, yeah, they yeah. don't like that. And then he like knew how to fight them and then he actually did it. Well, fight, fighting them was ridiculously like <laughs> fucking easy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He kind of jumped on them and then yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's just like, jumping around him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. sort of like wave a thing and then jump out of the way. But, yeah, they didn't move that fast and they didn't seem particularly like strong when they were actually on him or near him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Which is interesting. So like you mentioned 28 days later, mm. um, and that was like the first, maybe, I don't know if it was, uh, but maybe it was the first horror movie where zombies started moving fast. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so, because this kind of trope of being, them moving very slow was kind of getting boring by that point. I do remember watching an interview with um, Danny Boyle and he was talking about how what he wanted to do with 28 Days Later was for the first time introduce zombies in inverted commas as like really strong, fast scary thing, things yeah. that actually kind of can overpower you yeah because like just by one of them the opposite so think, of Night of the Living Dead because <laughs> yeah, yeah well because I guess the idea isn't just that they can run it's like they can run really fast they're really strong because they have that like that like chimpanzee rage thing don't they yeah yeah yeah. which means that they become really strong and they tear you to pieces and yeah, all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. yeah I remember it's being quite it's a different type of terror though it's a different type of fear and I think it's not like one's better than the other but I think this one's uh, the Night of the Living Dead is actually quite sophisticated because like I said at the beginning, it's like you're not just scared of the things. It's what it's the kind of situation it creates. Yeah, and I think the house being in just that house, it's just besieged. Yeah, yeah, made it very like enclosing, and mm. you, it felt like it uh, to me. I was like, they're gonna come in the house at some point. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely gonna be a way that they're gonna get in somehow. Inevitable. Yeah. Just like that in Return of the Return of the Night of the Living Dead. There's a, there's, a, there's a movie they ran out of movie titles yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. when I was reading up the titles it made me think of like the planet of the apes of the oh the, yeah the apes of yeah. the planet the planet of the living dead the planet the planet of the living of the apes of the dead <laughs> great titles um, but yeah good film yeah I thought might watch the others now uh, I've seen quite a few of them. I did uh, I did read that apparently because of this MPAA rating system that like wasn't quite in place in the in 68 like oh, when yeah. it first came out if you were like a kid you could you buy could a see ticket it. Yeah. oh yeah a bunch of kids did go see yeah, it it's and quite that's, funny yeah and that's why it Scarred got so like, kind of like criticised criticised a hell of a lot but um, I just yeah and then apparently <laughs> like a month later it got introduced and obviously you couldn't the most horrific part for me was when she killed her mum because that just didn't that, cut away that, that felt disjointed <laughs> just as well on. like because that that's the one yeah it's the least kind of like everything else is like you just see little moments and sort of scary little like hints at something whereas that's just like 10 seconds of like full on stabbing your mother (laughs) yeah it was climactic that was an actual horror thing for example when she walks down the mother walks downstairs and she sees the kid eating her dad Mm. I thought I really like that shot when Mm. she because she's kind of well she's well lit and like half of the dad is like well lit with the rest she's of like him. kneeling isn't she yeah. yeah yeah and you can see like half his, his arm is off basically and yeah. she's just chomping it down like. we can't ignore the end of the film because that's kind of the culmination of, of all of this mm. I thought it was quite interesting how when he went down into the cellar and he had to re-kill everyone mm. again he's really sad about it yeah and it kind of really affects him and you kind of wonder whether or not the intention with the script at least or before it was edited and put together and all the rest of it was that he was just so distraught from killing all these people in this night of like hell mm. that he kind of didn't really care if he was killed himself at the end. Well, I think it's like up to that point, right? There was a sort of sense of us versus them. Us are the people on the inside who are living and them are the people on the outside who are dead. And then it was all very quick that suddenly that all changed and us became them. So like it was the first time that he had to basically contemplate killing 
people that up to that point he thought were on his side. True. So yeah. he was left quite alone by it. And I can understand, you know, why you would write in that being quite an emotional thing for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see it as he wants to, he wanted to die or anything. Because mm-hmm. he couldn't, he couldn't have, he heard voices outside, but he couldn't have known that they're going to shoot, shoot on, not even on sight. Because they shot it from like a mile off or whatever. He just kind yeah. of hung in. It was, it was, an, it was oddly shot as well. Like he kind of hung in the door, in the window. Yeah, it's true. Like, oh, but it's also there. like, it's also, it's just, it, it was really shocking because you would think that the reason they're out looking is not just to kill things, it's to look for living yeah. 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 So it was a bit of a kind of, yeah, it was, it, it, I think it was deliberately quite jarring and, and shocking that, that, that they didn't of, even wait to find out. Yeah, that's true, actually. Because the they were killing a few before they got yeah. to the house, weren't they? Yeah. And they were just picking them off. Like, yeah. they were cherry spitting. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of took away that, like, um, when disaster strikes, people are so afraid to kind of, like, um, look closer into why it happened what happened mm. and look for survivors they're just mm. like they'd rather just erase the whole thing yeah it's like a blanket approach so that's what I kind of took away from also, it also during the credits I mean did you clock the, the meat hooks oh yeah I did I was like, didn't see that? That? so the kind of like the, the they, credits they so after them. they've after they've killed him it goes to credits and it's a series of vignettes it's just stills oh yeah I saw them yeah yeah and um, it's just basically like shots and like low res shots of them with meat hooks basically like approaching as if they use meat hooks to like move his body yeah right into the fire and, yeah, yeah i mean yeah exactly and obviously that's just to try and show this idea of like they're just tr- completely dehumanizing him and there's a bigger point there about just thinking like well once we've shot you you're kind of meat <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? yeah yeah um that was their sort of attitude towards it i don't know as much as george romero would sort of claim that wasn't a commentary on like racial tension in the states at that time it's yeah. hard to believe that it wasn't on some level yeah it was, uh, yeah, exactly. was an all-time high tension there so with a lot of this movie i feel like the ambiguity of how's it started where are they how does this end who's this person has kind of made it live on a bit the fact that things yeah, aren't so sure. defined is quite nice yeah also the other thing i was going to say is it kind of reminded me budget what because obviously it, ma- it made like 30 million or more <laughs> yeah but it kind of reminded me of it's one of the most successful indie movies of all time but it reminded me of Blair Witch Project and that's also a massive horror movie yeah 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 the kind of indie film you thing can make it cheap and you can capture the imagination of your audience and it becomes a big thing yeah yeah like I said it's it's the cheapest cheapest genre to to start your work, work in it's a cheap one but it also makes it crowded for that reason I suppose right so yeah 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 so it's very hard to that, to actually stand out mm. that's yeah why. it's also probably not, not the easiest but the sort of most kind of like um, approachable I'd say yeah well approachable genre by which to sort of flex your muscles as a filmmaker because you can really play with like expectations suspense tension that's true or the basics of, of kind of yeah what you need in a good story exactly yeah. so I think it's a good if you were going to show off your sort of directorial skill you'd probably pick horror I could imagine I can understand why someone would I don't think it's easy to make a good horror no, and I don't. I don't. Even, I mean, Romero could never have thought that this was going to be as, like yeah, you know, as the, as that we were going to yeah. do a podcast about it in 2019. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny looking at it. He did all the right things to line it up to yeah. have yeah, longevity yeah, yeah. and have like a life beyond 1968. Yeah, nice, solid, yeah, solid, decent, great film. Recommend. Yeah, oldest movie yet. Is it? Yeah, yeah 71 was. Not uh, done Spielberg. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of odd to think that was like three years after. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're very different. Yeah, it's basically the same guy though—the seller guy and the uh, the driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
your bass truck out of the way. The poor guy was just so angry immediately. Like, <laughs> Give me one of those. Yeah. Just chain smoking I, and shit. I did find it quite jarring when they were just suddenly came up and yeah. from the cellar. And he's like, what about all the noise? Why didn't you come up and check yeah, things out? Like, and he's like, well, let's not focus on that. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. It's like, yeah. we were killing zombies up here. What the <laughs> Before you were tearing down the house, wait, you, you yeah, thought sorry, yeah. I thought you couldn't hear anything. Hang okay. on, just a second, would you get your story straight? Yeah, I, mean, I love that bit. I really liked the line when he was like, I'm the boss up here, you oh, can yeah, be the boss yeah. down there. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yes, Ben. Yeah, he was great, Ben. Um, cool, all right. Scary. <laughs> uh, so, should we move on to the short this week? Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, my boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so this is My Boy by Charlotte Regan and uh, it's about five minutes long it's kind of a, uh, a guy who is trying to figure out what's happened to his son his son and uh, spoilers I guess because it's kind of hard to talk about this without spoilers. yeah it's five minutes fucking go um, watch it now go watch it pause pause <laughs> pause it now Louis what do you think I thought it was I love it actually I really like it because I, I like oh, things yeah. that just um, make an actor act <laughs> and that was really definitely just just really put the pressure on a good actor. He's got I, I, what was his name? I don't know the actor's name, just but he's something I think. Brilliantly um, expressive face, brilliant wrinkles. <laughs> his whole face yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. contorted so that it's it the kind ones of does you want when you're his age. Yeah. And um, and a good range of emotions in that script to play through. So yeah, now that you've watched this film, you know that basically it's about denial, right? It's about him kind of yeah. not accepting that his son has been, I think, what, dead or has been killed or put in a horrible accident. Yeah, yeah, involved in some sort of tragic... And you just piece together throughout that he's basically trying to find him as in, as if he's gone missing. And then the sort of reveal at the end is that um, he's probably been in a horrible accident and the dad doesn't want to accept it. Um, I thought the evolution of the character in five minutes from just looking for his kid in quite a sort of calm, fairly calm way if a yeah. little stressed yeah, to yeah. genuine panic like where is my child to kind of like complete denial at the very end just sort of not willing to accept that it's a pretty juicy role for a short yeah. for, an, for, for an actor to so get to big respect for that yeah I kind of I loved it for the same reasons I think we've done a short from Charlotte Regan before and it seems like a lot of her work has this kind of what you're saying like give them a stage to actually act on you know not do all these cutaways and not do all these kind mm. of like bigger things but um, uh, I also loved the way it was shot the first scene was very disjointed to me from the next scene. So if the, if, you the know, one the where he's smoking outside. outside. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought at that point that this film was about um, he's like a divorced dad and he wants to see his kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that was the context that I was sort of picking up about, like, would you come see me next weekend, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then it sort of became more just about, oh, I'm looking for my kid who's gone missing. Kind of interesting that you would, like, be able to craft something like this where you, you've got reveal at the end, but it's interesting mm. enough throughout. Is that what you think? Yeah, okay. Uh, I thought it was well shot, well acted. I mean, the main actor that we forgot the name of is Sam Spr- Sam Spruill. Okay, and he's been in a ton of Hollywood movies, mm. like um, Legend and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, so well acted, obviously. Uh, well shot as well. She's she's. What was your issue with it, Ben? I spit it out. <laughs> um, I just I okay. So no zombies. <laughs> there were no zombies. You just, just dancing around. You're like, yeah, the walls were nice colours. Uh, he remembered all his lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People turned up and shot it on the day. <laughs> One take, beautiful. Um, okay, so go for Mar- Romero. Yeah, so I didn't kind of understand the point of this. I suppose you can say that okay. about anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I thought, okay, so... Do you he, mean like it should have a bigger yeah, message? It, or? it needed a bit, maybe a bit more amping up. 
or something something a bit more drastic i was more interested in what the fuck the mother's going through than the son i was like okay cool well i don't care about the son do you mean on the first phone call Oh, you uh, mean at the throughout the whole thing? It's like right. when the uh, his daughter presumably, the presumably comes in, and she's like, "Oh, you need to go see mum." Oh, right. Okay. So I was like, "Okay." I think that was hints at a bigger story at the end. Yeah, right? yeah. But I was like, "Okay." So he's been looking for his son, and he's kind of obviously he's, he he doesn't he can't accept the fact that he, he I guess he's dead. Um, but I'm like, that's interesting because okay, it's, cool. What's the point? So you can't. Understand? I don't know. I maybe I just didn't connect. I with think it. you're too but, insightful. Benas, because I, I, for me, for me, you realise it's a hospital. You're, you're right, quite Benas. early. <laughs> but you did. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't. It was disjointed. It was jarring to me that he was in a hospital, but he was just looking for his son, and he didn't know where he was. Like, obviously, there's a looming sense of like, mm, why is he in a hospital yeah. if he doesn't know where yeah, his son is? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that when I first watched it. But it's you don't. You don't necessarily assume he's in denial. At least I didn't until mm. until towards towards the end when the daughter comes out. So I watched this twice because I thought I missed something that you guys got. Right. So, so that's the reason why I watched this the second time. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I missed something, I, but didn't. But I think it's one of those shorts where it's all it's all there, you know, like it's there for you to just enjoy. Like, mm. and I think sometimes it's it, this kind of short will fall down if you interrogate it to that level of like, mm. what does this absolutely mean, and what like I'm what not saying it? what's it mean. I'm saying what's the point. Like, well. what's the bigger point here? So, I mean, we could turn this into a four-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meaning of film. Um, I guess it. I guess for me, it's a hint at a bigger story that is about to unfold, and what this character is gonna have to deal with even after you've stopped watching. Which yeah. is, in a way, we're used to watching things that tie up quite nicely, even if there is. A, yeah, it's ambiguous. A it's slight... an ambiguous ending, which is fine. But yeah. uh, like I said, it's not a bad short at all. I'm no. just saying, like, no, not at all. What's What's the point here? Yeah. For me, the point. For me, the point was about exploring an emotional state um it you learn in five minutes a little bit what this guy's going through and i guess you it, agree it goes through a range of mm. parental concern explored from kind of like mild to panic mode mm-hmm. yeah and then it also goes to this final point of denial and it's just i think you learn you take something a little bit away from it as to like what a parent would feel in a situation like that i feel like it's also a good calling card to direct a feature yeah, because it's it. It looks like it's a scene from a bigger film. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it looks Hopefully. like it literally looks like there's another be, scene right I'd afterwards. Be, if it, if this if she does decide to make this into feature, I'd begin to say it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like for me. Like, it, it, it felt it's, like the intro to a film. Really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It could be. But Sam Sproul, props for the uh, for the acting. Yeah, it was wicked. It was really really cool. cool. Really cool to watch a short that's around one person that isn't necessarily around the filmmaking techniques of that, like a super long short. Mm, yeah. Or he's dressed up in a funny way. Like, it's cool to see real life. Like, that is kind of what yeah, someone walked into hospital on the yeah. phone and was in their own world. Like, that's literally what it would look what like. It feel, yeah. yeah. Well, it's what, I mean, it's obviously a very different type of film, but it's what Tom Hooper always said about the new Lamez that he directed. He wanted it to be kind of like. With, as, you, with you, Jackman. With you, Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Just elevate the scenes and whatnot. Yeah, where well, he wanted to try and like not make it too cinematic when it was the sort of like quieter song. So you just literally like fill an actor's face, fill the whole screen with an actor's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just yeah. leave it running to so let them kind of express it. You know, not too many cutaways, not too many. Charlotte's. So yeah, so like Charlotte's thing is the kind of everyday like first name basis for Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Charlotte. It's Mrs. Regan to you. <laughs> <laughs> so like her short film Cha-cha. Standby. Um, yes, it's about two police officers in a car. It's oh yeah, just 
on them to in a car. That's a great show if you haven't seen that. Yeah, maybe. it's a great show as well. Yeah. So it's it. She kind of plugs people out of the crowd and makes them into the star of this five minute thing. So I I dig that mm. for sure mm. to be taken on like this almost like a non-story I suppose into making it into a much more cinematic thing um, so do dig that yeah, but yeah. I just wish this was maybe longer I just wish my word was longer it's not, that's not a bad Fair yeah that's not a bad criticism at all actually yeah if anything I just want to see more of that solid film solid short yeah solid all round solid performance from Sparrow. solid Sparrow yeah. <laughs> you've been really quiet mate yeah. <laughs> you've just been really scared of Night of the Living Dead <laughs> he's just shocked he's acting like the main actress as he blinked for three hours <laughs> you had to mute his mic <laughs> um, next episode is a very interesting film is it? I think it's interesting in terms of <laughs> what we're doing our, what, what the film is yeah huh. jiggity china the Chinese chicken <laughs> is, that, is that from it? yeah if, if this is why I need to rewatch it. <laughs> All I know is there's lots of pies. Yeah, yeah. But we're not going to do the ominous teasing that we used to do back in the early days of the pod. <laughs> no, we, we learned just come out and say what it is. Yeah, so the next film is... American Pie. Oh, that uh, died down. Bush. Uh, it's a departure from our serious things. Yeah. For sure. Do you remember that song? Jiggity China, the Chinese chicken. You I have will a next episode. And your brain starts ticking. Okay. I kind of want to open this episode with that. <laughs> I think we're right. And be like, this week's film is Night the Living Dead. Usage issues. Gonna get sued by America. <laughs> Dylan Jason Biggs will be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be a good one. Be an interesting one to say. Yeah. At least. Slightly different from Night of the Living Dead. It's a yeah. fucking franchise too. Yeah, there's like eight of them. Yeah. Which oh. is crazy. Progressively worse. Yeah. Can't believe we're going to watch all of them though. Anyway. Ben is going to go to an all night show. Yeah. <laughs> the, the true horror showing is all eight. <laughs> it's all eight American <laughs> pies. <laughs> yeah. Um, trooper. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to go off and, and fight some zombies. <laughs> Far away out of it. Yeah. Oh shit, they're at the door. <laughs> Sparrow's come up and is like arguing that the cellar is the best place to be. Sparrow's been in the cellar <laughs> this whole time. He We're just, the boss up there. He in, just came right? up and said, I'm the boss, the boss down there. there. <laughs> cool. Alright, so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Benas. Uh, it's later. And it's bye from me. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> See you later, Sparrow. Oh. <laughs> See ya.